This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Your time and attention is so greatly appreciated today. Thank you for lending me your ears. I have been waiting all week for news from my doctors, word of how my students are doing in school, and a call from a friend. Whether you know it or not, we are all waiting with anticipation for something. Some are waiting for a paycheck, others for opportunity, some waiting for the right person to arrive, another for God to heal their body or the condition of some loved one. We wait for approvals, at times for credit or even the personal approval of others. We wait for our children, family, and even friends to make better decisions. We even wait for some disgruntled individual to come around to be what we call reasonable. There are those who are waiting a windfall, financial blessings, waiting for a promotion or the results of a test, waiting for the green light to go forward, or waiting God's timing to open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. My nephew Stanley is awaiting a release date. Whatever you find yourself waiting for, I want to impress upon you the proper posture that we must take while we wait. Now we must first of all realize that what we do while we wait often dictates how things will look, feel, and move along while we wait. You see, David, one after God's own heart, he waited patiently for the Lord and the Lord inclined unto him and heard his cry. But if I could interject, while he waited, he praised, worshiped, and spoke beautiful, loving words about the Lord. He continued to serve while he waited. He showed and shared his appreciation to and for God. He continued to esteem the Lord in songs and poetry in psalm. The Hebrew word for psalm is mizmor. This Hebrew word is derived from the root, which means to pluck. This verb is used for the plucking of fruit or plucking a stringed musical instrument. You must understand God inhabits the praises of his people. So praising invites the presence of the Lord. And so if you need him to do something, if you just happen to be waiting for him to work something out or just to work in your favor, then praise him while you wait. After all, it compels him, his massive presence to come into your situation. By now, I want you to realize that what you do while you wait is far more important than the wait itself. So while you wait, make a joyful noise unto the Lord as you continue to speak well of him. His ears are not heavy that it cannot hear, neither are his arms so short that he cannot save. So as you wait, have patience. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind, and keep the faith. I have to remind you of King Hezekiah, one of God's faithful servants, whom the prophet Isaiah warned that he needed to get his house in order. 
because God was going to require his soul. Yes, he was going to die. His time was near. Now, this is a place of deep thought and deliberation for me. I often say that if God loves you so much that he would move a true prophet to give you a God-ordained word, that you were approaching the end of your life. You are certainly so favored that God would afford you valuable time to get your house and your heart in order. I believe that such is a grand blessing. After all, his word has so clearly stated, no man or woman knows the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man comes, but be ye also ready. Here you are being given the inexplicable opportunity to make ready for your transition. Now, I know that some say that they'd rather not know, and that attitude is understood as well. But back to King Hezekiah, he became sorrowful, as one might imagine such news is devastating. But while King Hezekiah waited, while he waited, he turned his face to the wall. I believe that tears welded up in his eyes, understandably. His heart was heavy, and he began to speak to an omnipotent, omnipresent God, whose ears are not heavy that he cannot hear, neither are his arms so short that he cannot save. But Hezekiah must have understood a God that will never leave nor forsake us. He began to speak to this righteous God. You see, even though he was hurting and weeping, he did not balled up in the fetal position and give up or find someone to which he could complain about God or all that God had or had not done. No, while he waited, while he waited, he consulted with the Lord. He spoke to the only one that could do something about his situation. According to Second King, the 20th chapter, beginning at the first verse, in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech you, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before you in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass before Isaiah was gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him saying, turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, that the Lord said, the God of David, thy father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you on the third day. You shall go up unto the house of the Lord and I will add unto your days 15 years and I will deliver you and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. You already know that God answers prayer. So the King Hezekiah talked to God as he took on the posture of private intimacy. 
turning his face to the wall in preparation for his transition. But more importantly, more important than the waiting was what he did while he waited. Family, while he waited, he prayed. He reflected on his life and reminded an omniscient God of his obedience, how he walked upright and in truth with a perfect heart. Through tears as he talked with the Lord, Hezekiah reminded God of the fact that he had lived his life doing those things that were pleasing in the sight of the Lord. I want to impress upon you today that whatever you are waiting for, whatever you are awaiting, you must master getting into the posture of intimate prayer where you speak directly to the Lord. Because unlike friends, family, and even confidants, accountability partners even, he hears your cry, knows your heart, and won't tell a soul your business. My mom used to tell me, talk to him just like you speak to someone right next to you because he is right here with you and he hears every time you cry. Just know that he knows all you have need of even prior to your asking, but just like Hezekiah, God wants to hear from you, not from a priest, not your mom, not your pastor or prayer partner on your behalf. But God needs to hear directly from you about you. He desires the intimacy of divine conversation where you pour out your heart to him. God's word said you have not because you ask not. King Hezekiah was granted 15 additional years onto a life that God had given the prophet Isaiah word to warn of his end after he poured out to the Lord. We must allow King Hezekiah's matter to teach us what to do while we wait. Most of our life is spent waiting for something or another, but knowing what to do while you wait makes waiting a worthwhile endeavor. David waited patiently as he cried out to the Lord. He knew that God was able, so he continued to wait even when King Saul sought to take his life and things looked hopeless. Abraham waited for a promise to be fulfilled. Then Abraham waited patiently and he received what God had promised according to Hebrews 6 and 15. Abraham and Sarah waited for the promise of an heir even when they were well beyond childbearing age and God came through. This period of waiting lasted 25 years. Sarah did eventually give birth to Isaac, and the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. Now Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. He trusted in God to keep the promise that his offspring would be numerous, like the stars in the sky and sand on the seashore. Joseph was his father's favorite son, which caused his brothers to hate him. He was a God-gifted dreamer, and while he waited on the Lord, his own brothers hated him so much that they wanted to kill him, but sold him into slavery. 
Joseph waited in prison, but he continued to work while he waited. In the years of Joseph waiting in prison, he trusted in God and the Lord blessed him and saved many lives through him. Now Moses, Caleb, and Joshua waited in the wilderness in the hope of God's promise. Of course, the children of Israel were stiff-necked and disobedient, failing to grab faith from the many trials that God had brought them through. For 40 years, Moses, Caleb, and Joshua waited in the wilderness with the people, the children of Israel, in anticipation of God's promise. At times or in times of waiting, there may be temptations to not trust that God will do what he promised he would do. We may want to listen to the many voices and naysayers around us, which create space for doubting the impetus to instill fear within us. Of course, fear is not of God. His word has clearly stated in 2 Timothy 1st chapter and the 7th verse, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. While you are waiting, while you are waiting, keep that mind stayed on Jesus. The word of God told us in Philippians 4 and 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, pure, lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. We must emulate the attitudes of Caleb and Joshua who did not rebel against the Lord. They did not place their trust in man, nor did they lean unto their own understanding, but each remained loyal to God, knowing he was with them. Now Daniel waited for a breakthrough in prayer as he was placed in the lion's den. So I turned to the Lord, Daniel said, and pleaded with him in prayer and petition in fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. Daniel's prayers reached God from the very first day. This is an encouragement to continue and persist in our conversations with the Lord, for he hears the prayers of the righteous and the effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. Now Hannah, Hannah was a sister who was considered barren after she waited and prayed and consulted with God as she continued to petition God in praying and fasting for a child. For years her womb had been barren, but scripture explains she waited and prayed, cried and prayed, for her child. Childless as one of the two wives of Elkanah, she prayed for a son, promising to dedicate him to God. Her prayers were finally answered, and to show and share her gratitude, she dedicated her child to Shiloh for religious training, as promised. She gave the gift for which she begged and prayed and pleaded with God back to God for his service. Then there is Jacob, who waited for Rachel. Of course, he worked for seven years and then realized he had been given Leah, the sister of the woman he had been waiting for. 
So he worked for another seven years, waiting with anticipation of his breakthrough. Job waited through suffering. Brother Job lost his children, his wealth, and his health. This suffering that Job endured seems unfair since it was God who removed the hedge from around Job to show Satan that Job was dedicated and would remain dedicated to God through all the enemy's adversities. We struggle in our carnal understanding with the whys of Job's desperate yet triumphant story. But we must always look at our own lives and the lives of others, knowing that God will come through. And if the situation looks hopeless, he is able to restore all that the enemy tried to steal. Waiting through suffering is hard. Yet Job may not have fully understood the assignment, but he passed the tumultuous test. He trusted in a God whom he could neither see nor trace, yet he trusted and continued to declare, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. At times it may look like God has left the building, but faith and trust in God will help you to declare he promised never to leave nor forsake me. So no matter what it looks like, my God will protect and provide. He will come through. You have to know that you know God and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Job was honest in his affliction, but he would not stop trusting in God even when his wife said, are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die? Jesus, son of the living God, waited to show love. Yes, he waited to die for the sins of all mankind. He waited to give up the Holy Ghost. He waited and rose again in three days. And he waited to let the disciples know that he would be leaving them. But he also waited until the appropriate time to tell his disciples that he would send back a comforter that would walk, talk, live, lead, and guide all who would receive this divine gift. You see, Jesus Christ was the spirit that walked on this earth in the structure and form of human flesh. The same who waited and endured the crucifixion for so many who refused to acknowledge him way back during the crucifixion and even today. The same spirit today that waits for you to invite him in to your body and soul. The same Jesus who sits at the right hand of God, waiting for each of us as he makes intercession for our souls. Both Job and Jesus exemplify how to endure suffering with a firm trust in God. Waiting can be for a short or long season, but God remains the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords through it all. Today we are awaiting his return. And while we wait, we must strive to live a life most pleasing to God. So while we endure this wait, we ought to give him all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. He is God and God alone. So we have to allow him to work in his perfect time. We are human and are never, ever able to see the whole picture as God sees it. So delays and not right now 
are not denials, but pockets of time in which we must wait. Waiting is often difficult, picky, and at times troubling. We want what we want when we want it, but God has set time and process in place so that all has divine purpose embedded in God's appointed season. While we wait, we must employ patience, patience that shows we are willing to wait on God. That patience grows our faith, which is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the all necessary substance that causes us to believe the impossible, feel the intangible and see the invisible even when our understanding cannot comprehend. While waiting, speak of God and all of his goodness. Not only must we speak of him, but speak to him, giving all glory, honor, and praise for what has been done, what he is currently doing, and the plans he has in motion for our future. King Hezekiah spoke to him through tears and a heavy heart, and God heard his cry. God also answered his prayers. While you are waiting, never allow self to be the center of attention, but rather God in his infinite awesomeness. To keep your hands busy and your heart fixed on God's goodness, find someone else other than yourself to pray for, assist, speak life into, and encourage. Always remembering those who bring sunshine to the lives of others cannot keep it from themselves. Know that it is impossible for you to uplift and undergird another and God not attend to your needs. While you are so busy interceding for and picking up another, God is getting the glory and working out every detail of your matter in your favor and on your behalf. Remember, David waited patiently for the Lord, but while he waited, he worked, praised, sang songs and spoke beautiful poems, all glorifying God. Abraham waited for the promise of innumerable descendants, even long after Sarah was beyond childbearing age. Isaac was born to elderly parents, but time cannot defy God's promises. No matter how long it takes or how outrageous it may seem, if God said it, if he promised it, then wait for it with great anticipation because he will perform it. Job waited even when his wife suggested that he curse God and die. In the meantime, he told God, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. Well, God restored all that the enemy thought he had taken from Job for good. Joseph, on the other hand, had been sold into slavery by his brothers and jailed. He still had dreams ordained by God. And while he waited, while he waited, he remained faithful, trusting and believing that God would see him through to his destiny. Just know, God said, I know the plans I have for you, 
plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Praise him and never miss an opportunity to tell another of what God has already done for you. God's word has said we overcome by the words of our testimony. So speak boldly, speak loudly, but speak to the Lord while you wait. As hard as it is when God's delay, we must pray and anticipate. It is a time to reflect with intimate respect, purpose and progress while we wait. It was David who said, I waited patiently for the Lord when many thought he'd surely die. Instead, God covered David, protected him, and heard his humble cry. Abraham waited for the Lord to bless them with an heir, was far into Sarah's after childbearing years when God planted Isaac there. God is a God who always comes through. He heals and keeps his word. He did not give us the spirit of fear, but of peace and a sound mind, I heard. It was Job who waited patiently, lost his children, his cattle and wealth. His wife lost patience and advised Job after he lost his health. Curse your God and die, she said, through hurt, confusion and pain. But Job had faith that God would come through for him and God raised him up again. Today, you and I cannot defy the process and purpose of waiting. It is our job, our lot, a space, a slot, so that faith feeds promise, anticipating. Everyone you know has got to go through the process of having faith. But while you wait, make prayer your plate. We have no time to waste. Speak to him and testify of his goodness all blessings and miracles he's done. Share the goodness of the Lord to encourage, build, and help someone. God will come to your rescue for sure just when you give it all to him. He is the only one to whom we can run ever present from beginning to end. So that while you wait, you grow your faith, praying and seeking God's face. Not the swift nor the strong can sing this song. This is an endurance race. Patience, faith, hope, and love sprinkled with God will and he's never late. Coupled with trust, prayer, and know that he's there. Keep expecting while you wait. No potion, magic answer, or emotion can fulfill your heart's desire. But an ever-present God, no matter how hard, hold on to your faith while you wait. He will keep you uplifted, encouraged, and inspired. Well, family, this is number 81 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. We spend a lot of our time waiting, waiting in line, waiting for news, waiting for a response, waiting for a promotion, waiting for finances, friends and family, waiting for the next season of our lives. God is at work while we are waiting. We might not see any changes in these times of waiting, especially through times of difficulty and periods of personal pain and personal growth, 
but there is a plan and purpose specifically within God's timing. Remember, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Yes, even our waiting season. God is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, all-powerful, all-knowing, and always present. So he knows every detail about each and every one of us. He knows the deepest secret of every heart, and he knows about the minor or major details that need to be pressed out in our hearts and in our minds, no matter how quiet and secretly you may live your life. Therefore, waiting, whether it be long drawn out dances with the heart or a line at the grocery store, be encouraged. God's plan is to bless you and not to harm you, but wait assuredly with patience. Then let patience complete her perfect work in you. Wait, I say, on the Lord. But while you wait, pray, get intimate with God. Tell him how you feel. Ask for what you desire. Put all your faith, hope, and trust in him. Trust in him with all your heart, soul, and mind. And know that he hears you and he will answer your prayers. Finally, praise him. Then intercede for and uplift someone else. Yes, I said someone else. Understand that once you have made your request known unto God, thank him for the victory and turn your attention to uplifting someone else. Just know when you focus your attention on the needs of another, you will find that God places greater emphasis on your matter. As you decrease, God increases. When we pray for others, God answers. He heals, opens doors, grows us spiritually, lifts our burdens, helps us overcome, and humbles us. You see, if God gave us all that we asked the moment we asked, we would not grow and develop through the process of waiting. We would lose all need for the intimacy, divine conversations, and prayer. God's work, his purpose, and his plan are all realized while you wait. God bless each of you. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page. You can listen to me on Amazon Music or YouTube. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows? You might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.